so what I did was I looked at where I was at and I said, all right, listen, I've got all these these videos about Phil Moore that are now starting to really gain some momentum. They're doing well. Um, it wasn't unheard of to have a video do 100,000, 200,000 views um, on my channel for talking about Filmora. Um, I started, people started coming to me and, and talking to me like an authority, like, well, you're my guy. You teach me how to edit, especially using Filmora. So I reached out to Filmora. I, I, and I, I reached out to Brian first and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to Filmora and, and see if I can get them involved. Because if I'm making the content, uh, why don't I get them to pay for it along the way? Then I can just make the same thing I'm making and get them to sponsor it. And now I'll have another revenue stream. What is up, creators? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. However, this week I am bringing to you one of my friends and fellow creators, Daniel Battelle, and he has done an amazing job, not just building a YouTube channel, but also helping other entrepreneurs, creators, uh, and just honestly, individuals that are wanting to get started on YouTube, helping them to literally start building their channel and has moved on into working with brands that you may have heard me talked about and we've talked about on the channel or even use or maybe even that you use, uh, which are brands like TubeBuddy, Wondershare, Filmora, the video editing company, as well as uh, Movavi and a few others, because uh, it definitely does not stop there. However, I wanted to ask uh, and sit, sit Daniel down and really ask him a couple questions when it comes to brand deals. And this is almost like an elusive unicorn type topic on YouTube. Uh, and just honestly, in general, people talk around the issues and nobody really goes uh, deep with it. So I want to dive into this week's episode where I brought Daniel on and we just for 30 minutes straight, just nonstop, went into depth when it comes to brand deals. So if you're thinking about asking yourself, I'm just looking at it even from a revenue perspective, how can our company not just you know, keep waiting for the pennies on the dollar when it comes to YouTube AdSense revenue. And even with a good and growing healthy channel, AdSense revenue can be nice, but it has nothing to do when it comes to the amount of time you yourself or even yourself and your team are investing in a channel. So the income can be nice as your channel is growing and it grows to be, you know, a nice size channel. However, that is not even a factor of what you can start to begin to make when you start to really leverage other aspects of being a video creator on YouTube. So let's hop into this conversation with Daniel. And if you're not taking those, do so. This is one you're gonna wanna put on your bookmark and listen to a second and a third time. Now that's enough of an intro for me. Let's get into this week's episode. Well, Dan, thanks so much for being here on the Video Simplified Podcast. Man, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I, usually I'm one who complains right off the bat, but today I'm going to try a different approach. So, yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> Doing fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, you always, it's not like you can lie and say, you know, I'm just really having a piss poor day. You know, it's like, <laughs> when they ask you, so how you right. doing today? It's like, well, I mean, it really sucks. If yeah, you just wanna... lie down on their couch and start like unloading like a therapist. There you session. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm so pumped uh, to have you here. Um, I know a lot of people may have heard you. Uh, they may even be subscribed to your channel and even seen you around uh, some of the different uh, channels and brand partners that you work with. And I know today we're talking about brand partners, but for those that don't know a little bit uh, of your backstory, Dan, I know you are a musician. You're a fantastic musician, actually. <laughs> uh, you And you had a channel prior to your Daniel Batal channel that was around food. So I'm curious if we can just fast forward a bit. How did you transition from music to 
like a YouTube and then specifically around like food. And I know you're into hot sauces. You have your own hot sauce. How did that like that? There's not even a, it's like it's related or so. How did that work? Yeah, that, good question. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where I, I, I was a mus professional touring musician for years, but I also grew up in the trades. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I actually ran a renovations company. Um, whenever I was back at home, I would be doing, you know, commercial and residential renovations. And then when a tour came up, we had to go back out, I'd hit the road. So <clears throat> one of the things that um, I had done when I had the renovations company is I always used to use the yellow pages to advertise the business. And over mm -hmm. the years, I realized as the yellow pages went away and back, I'm an old man. Uh, I know about yellow pages. Story. Sit on the yellow pages, get your hair done on Sunday or Saturday for Sunday. <laughs> Is that what you use it for? Yeah, a um, pot and a, and a yellow book. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we used to use it for advertising our local businesses. Like you'd buy a whole page ad, ad in, in the yellow right. pages and that's your advertising for the year. It costs you like seven or eight grand and you know, legal. that's how people will find me in the area. Mm -hmm. Well, then <clears throat> the, the internet comes comes along in the early 90s and it's like the yellow page just starts becoming less useful so i had to learn how to use the internet and i was making um you know trying to get my website to show up for my construction uh mm -hmm. which is really hard because back then google was was still a newer product it didn't have all the personalization and localized searches so i you know a guy like me was competing against bob vila in this old house <laughs> for the term <laughs> renovations or kitchen renovations and it's like mm -hmm. wow so you had to really learn the seo of it that's how i actually got that's the preface of how i ended up where i kind of am today but i i was learning how to make sure that my my business could be found on you know not the twelve thousandth page of, of google mm -hmm. so Part of that was having to make uh, learning that as videos became more prominent, uh, leveraging video um, on the Google format for SEO. Uh, and so I had this sort of a uh, 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 YouTube. I, I had experimented with Vimeo and YouTube at the time mm -hmm. <laughs> to see which one yielded better results. And one day, you know, fast forward to me now having a, a son who was probably 10 at the time saying to me, hey, dad, you know, we should make a, a YouTube channel. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I don't know that I have a channel. But I have a YouTube thing. It's where I host the videos for that I've embedded in blogs and put on the internet specifically for, um, for doing the for my renovations company. Mm -hmm. And the 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 uh, I didn't really know anything about it. I, I, the idea was cool. It was something to do with my son. So we decided to take that channel. We, we didn't really call it a channel. I got a check every now and then when it would hit a hundred bucks worth of whatever views. I didn't even know what that was. I would just randomly get a check from Google. You know, mm -hmm. that some money and now i had to take it serious so we started he wanted to do one that was like a challenge channel so we we tried to figure out what made sense and we i like hot sauces i like hot food and spicy food so we started doing food challenges that was anything from you know spicy foods to eating tarantulas to we ate cat food on that channel it was so uh yeah i've i've seen some of the <laughs> bizarre it's, stuff on it's not good but I, the channel still uh is still there it's i don't upload to it i haven't uploaded to it in years but I was doing that, but I said to my son, listen, I'll do this with you, but I only want to do it until it it, it 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 feels like a chore. If it feels like a chore and it's not something fun we're doing together, then let's not do it. Mm -hmm. So we got to the point where after about maybe 40 or so videos, you know, I'd say, hey, you want to go film a video today to be like, well, I was planning to go out with my friends. And, you know, so we, I saw, okay, cool. But after he was done, like I had already gotten the bug of making videos and growing a channel because I'm right. obsessive compulsive like anything else. Right. If you're going to do something, I want to see <laughs> if I can do it successfully. And the channel was small. It, you know, it hadn't really done huge things. But, uh, you know, when he wasn't around, I said, well, let me, what can I do without my son? That was the thing. The father and son eating spicy food. So I know I'll make a couple of videos like I like cooking. So let me see if I can 
make some videos that show people how to make things like spicy pickles and, and you know, um, their own hot sauce at home. And those videos blew up. I mean, you know, and I I have to preface that again by saying blowing up for a channel, (laughs) our little channel, like we had videos that might have done two or three thousand views and that we thought that was impressive. Mm -hmm. So to have videos that drove half a million views was like, wow. And I'm sitting there going like, well, what is this? Like, why is that doing so much better than our other videos? And that's how I got sucked down the rabbit hole of YouTube is like really wanting to understand why certain videos connected with certain audiences in a certain way. And, and, um, and I, I, I springboarded that and, and ended up starting a new channel. That's obviously just my name, Daniel Battelle, that sort of documents the, um, the thing that I was, the, the, the space that I live in is trying to figure out how to make better content, put it onto YouTube and grow a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I love that. Was that. My best, that was my best reader's digest version that took too long to tell. No, no, I love that because that's everything of like how I remember my first accidental video that went from like the 13 views that you may get and two or three of them are yours trying to refresh and look, seeing if anybody else <laughs> have seen the video yet. And it went to like, uh, like it was like 1000 or something views on it. Uh, and it again, within like an hour's time frame, I'm like, OK, well, what is happening over here? versus the other ones that may have 10 or 20, 30 over a couple months. And why is this one over here doing well, not knowing that, you know, it came up in search and unfortunately had nothing to do with the other one matched the song that was just popular uh, and it went and started going a little viral. And people was like, I was looking for such and such rap now. I was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but I so, found you. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, do you want to stay? <laughs> Would you like some barbecue? <laughs> no, so that's that's incredible because uh, so much of that and I know like transitioning uh, into just like figuring that out. And I know you've worked with brands like TubeBuddy and even uh, caught the attention of, you know, brands like Filmora uh, and Movavi when it comes into video editing. Like how did those brand partnerships become like a thing? Did they notice you first or was it something that you're like, let me see if I can position myself for this brand or how did how did that work? Um, that was all me, um, okay. and, and and I don't mean to sound that uh, make no that no egotistical. Uh, I when I so we had the food channel right. It was mm-hmm. called Extreme Food Reviews, and and that, that channel still exists. It's got maybe ten or eleven thousand subscribe thousand subscribers. It drives views. It maybe makes a hundred or two hundred dollars a month in ad revenue, and I give that to my son. You know, I put it into his account, and it's like half goes to spend and half goes to college, to, you know, funds. Mm-hmm. So that thing was fun, and that sits there. But now I'm like, okay, I want to make a new channel. I need to figure out how to do this. So I, I had done enough that I, I, I had made kind of an acquaintances with Brian G. Johnson, and I reached out and said, you know, hey, listen, I wanna, I wanna make another channel, but I don't want to sit here spinning my wheels. I really want someone who's had success on the platform to, you know, give me the sort of crash course on what I need to be paying attention to here. Like I said, with the videos that were blowing up, I wanted a better understanding. And I like Brian's perspective. He was always mm. very down to earth to me. He, he wasn't, I'm, I'm a data geek and he brought a different thing to the platform. You know, he's, he has a very um, uh, more holistic approach to YouTube and understanding audiences. Mm-hmm. So um, I hired him, he came on. We, we, we actually have some channel, we have a channel out there that exists somewhere with a video or two on it that I tried doing a cooking channel. It was like a, um, like, I think we're going to call it like man food, a guy's guy's guide to cooking. And I actually made a video or two talking and just to test the, just to, no, we didn't even, I don't think we made the videos public, but just so we could look at it and see what it would look at like. 
and it, and it, it was just weird. It felt a little, it was good, but it felt a little forced. And I was trying to figure out how I do this over time. And then Brian said to me, he says, well, listen, dude, the, you, why don't you focus on what it is you're doing? Because you're trying to grow YouTube channels. Why, why don't you live in that space? That's what we talk about every day. So he helped me formulate this channel. So Brian's first suggestion was, well, if you're going to talk about helping people make video content um, and grow a YouTube channel, then why don't you start with something simple like sh teaching them you know, the basics of editing or something like that? He's, what are you mm -hmm. using for editing? I'm like, I was using Filmora at the time. So I, he said, you know, let's start here. Let's, why don't you try making five videos on Filmora and see if you can connect with a target audience out there who'd be interested in learning some basic editing skills. So I started doing that. So the idea was, let's see if we can, if we can connect with an audience on the, on a, you know, a bucket underneath the idea of making better video content for YouTube by specifically showing them how to use a video editing software. Um, after I had made about f close to 50 videos, um, and you know, and the, now the channel is, is monetized, it's driving a little ad revenue, but I'm getting serious about it. And my first thought is, there needs to be more revenue streams, this AdSense thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's not going to cut it. You, I mean, it's just so, I mean, it's just the money is just not great, especially in the niche I was in. I was looking at like the CPM, which is now RPM, and I would get like a, a dollar RPM. You know, like the, I've got I've got videos that have over 2 million views and they might have paid $2,000 in their lifespan. Like that's not the kind of stuff that's going to, you know, you're not going to retire on that. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did was um, I looked at where I was at and I said, all right, listen, I've got all these these videos about Filmora that are now starting to really gain some momentum. They're doing well. Um, it wasn't unheard of to have a video do 100,000, 200,000 views um, on my channel for talking about Filmora. Um, I started, people started coming to me and, and talking to me like an authority, like, well, you're my guy. You teach me how to edit, especially using Filmora. So I reached out to Filmora. I, I, and I talked to Brian first. This is a funny story. I reached out to Brian first and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to Filmora and, and see if I can get them involved. Because if I'm making the content, uh, why don't I get them to pay for it along the way? Then I can just make the same thing I'm making and get them to sponsor it. And now I'll have another revenue stream. Mm -hmm. And he was like, of course, that's a fantastic idea. Let's, you know, let's like, what do you plan on doing? Figure it out and run it by me. So I sit down and I put together a proposition and I'm still very small. I, I think I might've been, I, I may have been 10,000 subscribers at that point with maybe under 50 videos, but they, a lot of them were Filmora. Mm -hmm. And I said, I, I reached out and, um, and, they they kind of responded by saying, "Sure, we'll send you an affiliate link. That'd be cool. We you could put it and you could make a piece of every Filmora sign up that you sell." And I I was offended by that. <laughs> so wait, now I have to make the videos and maybe I'll make a few pennies if these people decide your product is good enough. But you have to make the sale because I'm sending them to your website. And you know what if you guys crash tomorrow? Like that's not I've invested around you guys holding up your end of the deal while I'm already making the content. Mm -hmm. So I said, uh, I want to do something different with you. And I sat down and drew up an entire proposal, which was a one-year contract with, a, with um, I think I offered them, um, I think it was four a video, it was like four videos a month. And it was a five-figure deal. I, you know, I've never had, it was a big deal before. I threw it out there and, um, and talked about exactly why I had all the data and I gave mm -hmm. them an entire proposal and mm -hmm. it stumped them. They had never been approached like that. And it took them weeks. They kept saying, we're, we're sending us through the chain of command. Um, and long story short, it, it uh, they came back and they accepted the proposal and it was my first, um, major brand deal, but I had to reach out to them. I had done things along the way to help secure that deal <laughs> that I could talk about all day, but yeah, it was totally me 
leveraging something that I was already building. But when I, I remember it. sending it to Brian saying, Brian, take a look at this, he goes, you can't sign a five-figure deal. You're asking for too much money. I said, I don't think I am. Mm. <laughs> and, I, and, they, and they accepted. So I guess I wasn't. So I love this conversation with Daniel so much and so much of the brand deals and jumping into whether or not you may be taking some low offer deals uh, is some of the things that we'll be jumping into in the latter half of this particular episode. And I can't wait to share that with you right after this week's Gear Fix. This week's Gear Fix is brought to you by the Ecamm Simplified course. Now, this is a course that I did um, in partnership with Ecamm. And so you can find this uh, when you first sign up uh, with an account. And of course, if you aren't already using Ecamm, what are you waiting for? Uh, we use this for so much of our content. I'm using it right now, not only just to do the podcast, but the video side of the podcast. And everything that you see, if you're watching the video side of things here, for the podcast, you can see the gear fix and you'll see the B-roll running for the Ecamm Simplified course. Ecamm sometimes for some people can seem a little intimidating and they think that it's not easy. And I want to encourage you that it is. So if you love my teaching style, if you really enjoy how I explain things, which I really get complimented on that a lot, um, Ecamm and I work together to really craft one of the best, in my opinion, <laughs> one of the best trainings for beginners to take you from just installing Ecamm to really leveraging Ecamm for as powerful as it is. And if you want to jump in, not only to a free trial, but make sure that you're getting the full benefits for this particular um, program, you absolutely want to make sure that you are checking out the Ecamm Simplified course. I'm your host throughout that, and I'll be walking you through, and this is a 20 plus uh, video course, 20, 20 of these videos are on the YouTube channel, so you can check that out, but make sure you go to dyna.link forward slash gear fix if you wanna grab access to that. And if you don't already have Ecamm, you can still go to that link and get access, or you can just go to dyna.link forward slash Ecamm live. I, I want to jump back just a little bit because I think a lot of people may miss that in the sense that you first came up with an idea of who can I target first. Most people just say, well, I'm just going to make videos about this. And then they hope people come versus really refining who is it that I'm going to be talking to? What problem am I going to be solving? And then seeing, is there really an audience for that? So the fact that like you had that to begin with first with your channel idea, and like the how you at least wanted to leverage it with the the content and, and stuff i think that's huge because a lot of people are just like well i just want to talk about this or i just want to help people and it's like great what are you going to call it the channel for helping people it's like i don't you know it doesn't you know apples and oranges kind of didn't make doesn't make sense but i love that that approach so when you came with the proposal to them uh, initially or you just you know initially asked just trying to see like you usually are running into the um i call them like there's still little minor gatekeepers there they just assume it's a copy and paste of the thousand emails that they get every week they're probably people that can't find or didn't search for the affiliate link and that's what they figure okay great and they off shoot you're you're off to your own but you said that offended you i'm i want to dig into that just a little bit why did that offend you i i could probably guess but i i want to hear your side of it <laughs> i uh listen uh you know i i i'm i'll be the first to tell you i i am a type a personality and i and i i work really hard to 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 um to on anything that i'm involved with so mm -hmm. it, i've always said it, it takes a lot of effort to make something look effortless so i know the volume of work i put into anything that that i sink my teeth into 
And knowing all the work I'd put into the videos and what I planned on planned on doing moving forward, for someone to go, yeah, do all that work for nothing and let us reap the rewards by you putting a little link where they'll be directed to our software and we'll give you a small portion, you know, whatever their percentage of affiliate sales was at the time. And I went, no, I don't, I, don't, I, I counted them. I said, you keep all of that because I, I'm like, I'm working too hard for those pennies, those pennies on the dollar. That's why I was offended. I'm like, yeah, listen, I, I could be doing what I'm doing with any other video editing software right now. The trick here is that I'm, Phil Moore was kind of still an unknown at the time. And I was, mm -hmm. I was bringing their name into the conversation, which is something I stress when I talk to creators who are looking to reach out to brands. Brands have a very specific way that they're prepared to negotiate with creators. They're like, we want you to do this. We want this kind of integration, this kind of implementation. We want you to, you know, front load your video, do like a pre-roll kind of thing where you mention us first. And I'm the first one to say, you're going to get none of that with me. You're going to get none of that with me because this is not about you. This is about me, a community I've built, um, and I'm going to introduce you to them, right? That's what's going to happen. They're already here for me. I'm going to introduce you to them. So that isn't something that I, that you now get to dictate how the content on my channel is now going to get made because I've proven I know how to make content that connects with a very specific target audience. So don't disrupt that. And that's kind of what they wanted. They wanted me to just kind of start mentioning their their product in their way, and and I didn't want to do that. So that's why I was offended, and I and I really before I got back to them, I really wanted to make sure that 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 I had it taken care of, you know, and had it, things moving my way. Hundred percent. I love that because I think that's one of the things that we do brandos very slowly uh, in my company. Not the fact that it has to be like a long drawn out process, but simply when it comes to like that contract negotiation. I don't think a lot of creators or even entrepreneurs assume when they're positioned like this is a such and such company or maybe they are some big name, whatever in your space that like I cannot alter the uh, agreements. One thing I learned from my mentors that everything is um, uh, like a conditional approval. It's always an offer and like a conditional approval under a certain amount of conditions. If you don't agree with those conditions, you send back your conditional approval and move back right. and forth in that way. So uh, I'm curious what like you named some of those things, uh, some of the language or some of the terms even of that you would normally see. And you it's a joke kind of in the industry on, on YouTube. It's like this video is brought to you by such and such brand, you know, and everybody knows that we could say the spiel back at the person. Um, better because we watch their content all the time. So what is some language that you would see like sometimes in contracts outside of those like uh, positioning for uh, like specific part? What are some things that you watch for that's like a no, uh, no brainer that this is not going to happen in this way to send back that um, new condition or new agreement to a brand? Yeah, I, uh, I get immediately turned off by anybody tells me how long my videos have to be. Like, don't tell me how long my, I know how long my videos have to be. They have to be long enough to convey whatever the important message that I'm trying to convey in that video. And that's when it stops. It might be two minutes. It might be 20 minutes. I don't mm -hmm. know that. So don't give me a minimum because I'm not going to, if you, if you give me a minimum based arbitrarily on what, you know, that tell me why you tell me why you need a five to seven minute video. Why? Mm -hmm. I, I guess from your perspective as a company, it's so I don't make a two second, you know, piece of fluff and you go, that's not doesn't fulfill the contract. Mm -hmm. But here is the deal. I, I rephrase that stuff and say, listen, I'll make dedicated videos that help um, the, you know, your target audience understand how to better use the product. And we'll negotiate that where I'll do things like I'll, I'll, I'll you know, send you the the um, I, I renegotiated, so I sent them a hook. Like I'd say, listen, this is what I'm going to do. With my Filmora videos, I always called it a magic trick. Like I didn't want to just be like the, hey, this is how you edit videos with Filmora because 
what if people aren't using Fillmore? I wanted to teach technique. So it was like how to turn yourself like into the annoying orange, right? Or how to fly mm -hmm. like Superman or mm -hmm. how to, you know, easily, uh, you know, add, you know, text overlays effectively and, and how to do soundscaping or whatever that thing might be that you'd use in a video when you're trying to learn those techniques. Um, so I'd lean on these kind of interesting ideas or how to edit like another um, popular YouTuber. Uh, and, and show people some of the tricks you can do without having super fancy software. Everyone thinks it's all about the most expensive software, and a lot of times it isn't. Right. So I started doing those angles, and I would just send them the hook, which might be 15 to 30 seconds, the opening clip of this is what I'm doing, um, and send it to them, and what do you think of this? And I just have to get the thumbs up, like we like the direction, done. And, and that's what I renegotiated as that's how I would do it, which was cool because I was already doing it with Brian G. Johnson. When I when I would, I would, I would write a bunch of, intros of ideas of what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. I'd come up with the sort of clever first opening seconds of it, 10, 15, 20 seconds. And I would, I would up, I would send them up to, you know, wherever, you know, I would Google drive or whatever, you know, and I would send that over to Brian and go, all right, tell me what you think. And he'd watch it at the first little intro. And then either he, he'd give me a reaction, either he didn't really like it or it made him laugh or it did something. And I know if he thought it was cool, that was one to run with. And if he was like, well, you know, then I'd be like, all right, that, that, that's not quite there. So I was already working this way. So getting the getting brand integration, um, that was a long way to go to tell you, getting brand integration to work with your own workflow and not having to modify it. That was one thing like those, the, the length of the videos and doing that and saying they had to be this long. No, no, let's just let's just say that we'll agree that you get, you know, you get to look at what we're creating before I before I uh, publish it. Uh, and mm -hmm. then uh, I also when people get um, want a lot of um, abilities to amend to go back and change the video um no you don't get to do that i write into the like they go like we have x amount of revisions you know the right to revise and i'm like no you don't mm -hmm. i'll give you up to 10 percent of the video videos run length of revisions and it has to be for mistakes only if i misrepresented that something that wasn't true about the product you're not allowed to go and go we didn't like the way you you know whatever flashed our name on that you're not allowed to do that i'm not going to play that game um mm -hmm. and you only get one round of revisions at that 10 percent. it has to be under these criteria and if you want more if you say well we really oh we just have a new promotion we're doing this month we really wanted you to add it in well then that's 150 dollars an hour for every you know revision you add in beyond that that, that was that that specific contract i charge mm -hmm. i probably charge more now but those yeah, kind of things sure. like they they want you to do it their way and as a creator, I think what you have to do is in an effective way without insulting somebody saying, listen, I, I have the vision, right? Like, like if you knew how to do this, you'd have your own channel and you wouldn't need me, but you want to reach other audiences. So let me do my thing. Let me reach them organically and let's figure out how to integrate your thing so that we're not pushing people away and making my channel look like one giant commercial for a product, right? Mm -hmm. We want our channels to have that same organic reach, but integrate stuff along the way that get people excited about what they're seeing and the brands that we're using or the products that we're using software and have them go, that was cool. I, I should check that product out. I liked what he did right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because that that's what I call like a general redirection. <laughs> it's like, I look at it and it's like, that's not gonna fly because it's they're coming to you because you already have the data, you know your analytics better than they would. They're assuming, well, here's what we think would work. And it's like, you have suits sitting in the office looking at black, green, and red numbers, and you're just trying to get to green, period. Or you're trying to stay in green. Maybe go from red to black, whatever it may be. However, it's like my people come to me for a specific reason. And I think standing firm um, is that is is very, very important. So I've done that 
um, specifically with brand deals where it's like, well, we kind of want to see this or we really like to see this like no. And it, I think it's OK. And I don't I don't know if people need that permission or feel like it or whatever. But like it's OK to give that general redirection or honestly, just stand firm in why you made that decision, because you know what's going to fly uh, with your people or what's honestly just true to you when you're creating the content and why people like it and love it. Or like you said, they would just go ahead and make the video or have the channel already. And I remember those days with, um, for more, that was the second editing software that I got started with. I'm not going to name the first one because they suck. And <laughs> it was like uh, some 70s version of a something. And I just like, no, nah, this ain't going to fly. Uh, and so I, that was, for more, was the second a video editor that I actually got started with. But I think it is important that when people are doing these brand deals, they see maybe what another channel is doing and you see that copy and paste script and you know exactly how much to fast forward the video through to get back to the content because you've seen that exact same ad, that exact same script that's just like, yeah, sure, if you're going to pay me, whatever, no big deal. And it's not any emotion behind behind doing that. So I love uh, that you say that. So what, like you said, and I know this, you we know how much work we put into the, the editing. You have a team uh, that works for you. You know how much your team works for you and how uh, you're managing and leading them. So when it comes to like the language for to position the difference between a couple hundred dollars versus a few thousand dollars, what's the difference between uh, like a couple hundred dollar uh, type of brand deal versus a few thousand dollar uh, brand deal when it comes to positioning and the language that you use? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest with you and I don't take a couple hundred dollar brand deals. Mm -hmm. um, my, and, and I, in terms of, you know, I'm uh, so let me clarify. So for yeah. the, I'm saying for the person that thinks they may see a $500 brand yeah. deal and they figure that's good. And I think that's right. where a lot of people get tripped up and now they don't know how to move from that few hundred, few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars. So that's why I asked you, like you started with the few thousand dollars and I get it a thousand percent. I get it. But for that person, it's just like, man, I don't know how to ask. I only ever did between three and right. five or only did maybe eight. And that's a lot. Like they don't know how to go into the thousands. How, what's the positioning that they can use for that? Well, with me, it was exactly that. Like Nick Nimmin had given me some great advice before um, I got the very first Filmora deal, right? Because I reached out and I I asked, because I do, a t like I said, I do a ton of homework. So I did homework and I talked to Nick, um, who I'd, be, you know, become friends with over the, you know, while, while building the channel. Um, and he said, oh, yeah, I had reached out to Filmora at one point, And I think I they wanted to do a deal and I offered X amount of dollars and they said, no, it's too much. So it gave me, you know, I'm, I'm doing research mm -hmm. on, on what, you know, what's too much. Right. And I'd like to find the sweet spot. Um, so for me, it's it was the, Nick gave me great advice. He's like, you know, the trick with me is I don't like doing one off videos. He says he didn't like doing a one off deal. Like, what good is that? You know, how much how much reach do you have with a single video? Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to do something, find something that naturally organically integrates with your value proposition. It's something your 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 target audience would be interested in. Mm -hmm. And then try to figure out if someone comes at you with a, a one, a, you know, a one video deal, figure out a way to do a playlist around it. Say, listen, I you know, I don't really do one video deals. Why don't we do five videos that I can link together? I can make a playlist. I, I think this product integrates really well with what um, the value proposition of my channel and serves the needs of my view. So why don't we figure out a way to do a larger deal? So there, but right off the bat, you've made you're going to talk. You're talking more money, right? It's not mm -hmm. one video. It's it's several videos. And the right. trick is making sure that you can convince the 
the brand exactly the value that you bring. Like what what's the value for them to want to spend more money? Um, and fortunately, like I, I'm a data geek, so I'm collecting all the data from my content and how it links together and how one recommends another video and showing them videos that I've done on certain subjects where I put into playlists and those videos you know, push traffic through a view funnel where people who watch this one tend to go on and watch the next one mm -hmm. uh, and explain to them, you know, how I, I think would be a much better um, position for them. Instead of doing a one video for this price, I'll give you a discount and let's do five. And if I can get them for five, I'm going to get more money overall. overall. Um, I can establish a relationship. All I got to do is, uh, you know, hit it out of the park. And when they, when I come back to them, I can go, you know, the next five is going to cost you more. Or maybe we can do 10 or we can do something different. So mm -hmm. that's the thing is don't, don't get sucked into their paradigm of how they'd like to do it. We'd like you to do one video that's, you know, an unboxing or review of what you think of this. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do something totally different. But I want to integrate your product into it over f several videos. And if you can, and if you have that kind of idea going in, and um, just a lot, a lot easier to hit them with something that they haven't thought of. Brands and brands and sponsors tend to think they know it all. So if you can show them something they haven't thought of, or an angle, or a way to approach things that isn't that. Listen, we're going to base this all on conversion metrics. How many units you sell is whether or not we think it was successful. It's a different thing. If you can start getting a lot of people engaged, if you can get a lot of people talking, a lot of people sharing that out, that'll all come. The sales will come. But more than that, what you want to do is get people's, that company's name into the conversation and get people really excited about it and improve the awareness and the reputation of that brand, something that's harder to measure. I've always said, you know, a brand can't tell if someone watched one of my videos or watched two of my videos and then watched a third video and went, that Phil Moore is pretty cool. And then went on Google and looked up Phil Moore and downloaded it and paid for it and installed it. I don't get any credit for that. Right. I, mm -hmm. I you know, I don't want to spend all my time going, go to the link, please. If you want to buy it, only use my link. I'm like, listen, I'm just going to make you, I'm going to bring up the awareness of your product. And you know, lo and behold, by the time we started getting near a hundred videos uh, on Phil Mora, you know, I was the top ranking, um, creator on both YouTube and Google for, you know, pretty much any Filmora term. And I was driving far more views than the Filmora YouTube channel itself when I would drop a video on like a, a new software update. If they had a new version that came out, mm -hmm. I drop it and I own the first position of Google. I own the first position of YouTube. I was driving four times as many views as they were. So the value was there. So there's data behind it that I can say, listen, when, you know, when I talk about something, it means something because I'm, people know I'm not trying to sell them. I'm just showing them cool ways to use the product they haven't thought of. So that a lot of it's that. Just really think bigger. How can you not just get sucked into the way they want you to do the, the deal? Think about structuring a deal that works for you and something that brings value back to the company in a way that they maybe haven't thought of. I love that so much, man. I could, I could literally keep asking questions, but I'm not going to <laughs> because I want to be honoring of your time. Uh, but I love like the detail that you went into uh, with expanding this because I want to expand people's mindset around what a brand deal looks like. I think when most people think that they're just thinking if I could pay, uh, get paid a couple hundred dollars, then that's great or whatever more than the affiliate is, even if it's five times more than whatever the affiliate thing is, then man, that'd be fantastic. But I think it's important is to really start thinking differently about brands. And so I love that you um, brought that conversation uh, to the podcast and I'm so honoring of your time and the, the wisdom that you gave today. Where can people find out more about you or if you have something going on that you wanna promote, please feel free to share that uh, with the community. Where can we find out more about you, Dan? 
Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me online at uh, danielbatal.com. That's B-A-T-A-L. Uh, my my YouTube channel is also uh, Daniel Batal. So uh, pretty much if you punch Daniel Batal into the, Google, you'll find me. We do uh, I do channel consultations. A lot of people know I'm an influencer. I'm a mm-hmm. software consultant. I'm a channel growth strategies coach. I've I've had a lot of luck helping a lot of creators um, really hit their goals, go full time, get their um, channels on the uh, front page of Google Trend. I'm a YouTube trending as creators on the rise. We've been really successful. Then I do offer coaching that you can um, you can get right through the, f- the homepage of my DanielBatal.com website. And we are running a 90-minute special for $100 off our usual rate. So if you're interested in sitting down and, and spending some time going through your channel and getting some uh, personalized strategies on how you can increase your growth and uh, and pick up the pace a bit and gain some momentum, feel free to reach out. Awesome. We'll put links to everything down in the show notes uh, of the podcast as, as well. But Dan, thanks so much for being here. Uh, again, such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you, pal. So that's where I'm going to leave it for this week's episode. So if you're new here, come back around for next week's episode or go check out one of the other episodes that we have on the podcast. Again, this podcast is dedicated to you helping you simplify the video creation process. But if you know somebody else, they may be able to take advantage of that. Want to get started in YouTube or starting creative videos, share the link with them. Kick them over one of the episodes that you found valuable or that you think would help them out the most. And if you haven't left a rating or review, be sure to do that. I highly appreciate it. And as I love to end all of my podcasts, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. With that, guys, live a passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the video Simplify Podcast. Take care. <laughs>